Building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds, known as Supreme Rumham on the internet, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, today uh, I have an interview with uh, uh, an open podcast member. This is an episode of the Open Podcast Community Podcast. I'm interviewing Ross Kincaid. Um, he, I have known him for a while um, from MakerLog, and he has joined the Open Podcast community. Uh, he has an interest in podcasting, and uh, we talk about that. We talk about um, his content creation. Um, he has a newsletter. Um, he plans to do a podcast, so we talk about that. Uh, we talk about um, his job, and we talk about the internet and the state of the internet. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, have a nice day. Bye. Um, cool. Hello. Uh, this is the second interview of the Open Podcast Community Podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, Ross Kincaid of uh, the Trash Panda newsletter, and um, we're going to be talking about content creation. So uh, let's get into it. Okay. Hey, Ross. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? I'm good. Um, so the first question I wanted to ask you was, uh, what is the origin of the Trash Panda name? Where did that come from? It's a great question. So the Trash Panda name came from uh, my experience with Salesforce. Uh, my full-time job, I'm a Salesforce consultant. Uh, within the past two years, I've gone from working in sales operations at two different companies to being a consultant. And I got this reputation because I'm such a kind of go-getter and I like to deal with difficult problems of uh, kind of dealing with the trash. So that's where it started with the Trash Panda. Um, in case you don't know what a Trash Panda is, it's a it's kind of a uh, different name for a raccoon. And the joke with it is, and the reason why I'm called Mr. Trash is I just like to deal with the trash. I like to deal with those problems, kind of find solutions to them, and also um, just you know make customers happy. All right. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so uh, what kind of things do you write about in your newsletter? So the newsletter Trash Panda Thoughts is a, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of two different things. It's a way for me to talk about my, my, my story. I've gone through a lot of experiences over the past five or so years that I feel like are really relevant. Uh, especially with my journey with ADHD. I was diagnosed as a kid, and recently I've been dealing with it as an adult. So I talk about that element, uh, and I also talk about how I've dealt with kind of specific issues. Like this week I talked about outsourcing my life, and uh, I was talking about how my ADHD makes it so I do not like focusing on certain things and getting them done. And uh, it was kind of like a story about like why I deal with that and how other people deal with that and how ADHD makes you like this. And also some lessons that people can take and learn and kind of implement in their own life. So it's kind of twofold right now. Okay, cool. Um, how do you promote your newsletter so far? So right now I've seen some success with promoting on Twitter. Uh, 
through my own personal personal hashtag. And I've also seen success with LinkedIn. Uh, it was really surprising. I did a uh, issue about interests, specifically my interest in aviation. And I must have used some tags that were correct, but the amount of impressions and people that were outside my network that were signing up, it was still like small, but it was much more significant in that week than it has been before. So those are the two main avenues. I do a little bit of Facebook um, and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm kind of working on that promotion right now. And I've seen a lot of success with LinkedIn. There's a lot of talk about ADHD on LinkedIn, especially how it applies to the workplace. So I usually frame my posts to be focused on here's my issue and here's how it ties in the workplace. And I do the same thing with Twitter. Uh, very cool. So you use Twitter and Facebook to promote your newsletter. Um, how do you, what, what services do you use to create the newsletter, like writing the newsletter, sending it out? So right now I use Substack. Um, I recommend that kind of as a easy to use kind of like it's an easy tool that you can use and I say that because if you look at the landscape of email newsletters you can use like MailChimp um, you know, there's a lot of tools out there but Substack kind of stuck with me because it was very easy to just sign up get in there create the newsletter and then blast it out um, eventually I'll move to another platform but it works great right now um, very cool uh, how would you say that a newsletter has helped you so far? Like, have you uh, grown your network or any other things? So the newsletter is not the really the only thing I'm working on. Um, I'm working on my own podcast to kind of a platform for people to talk about their journey with ADHD, um, kind of lessons behind that. And they're tied together, but it's also spearheaded a business that's not even related. Um, so it's helped me grow kind of a, a way of creating content that's valuable and also tying it into other projects I'm working on right now. Okay, cool. Um, what advice would you give someone who uh, asks you how to start a newsletter or what should they do to start a newsletter? I think the biggest thing I've seen is that I've doubted what I'm writing about. And I would say if you have a topic that comes to your head like whether it's just at a random moment or something like that write it down save it for later you know make some detailed notes about it kind of flesh it out see where you go with it i've found that a lot of those topics that i write down and kind of document i don't doubt and it comes from my heart and my experiences um, so for me i think everybody has a story they could talk about and i think once you find where that kind of niche is and, and what you can like you know provide a value i think that's the biggest thing that i can give in terms of advice very cool so you mentioned a podcast earlier um what would your podcast look like would you be doing interviews would it be solo would it be a round table so it would be interviews i think I kind of like, this is going to sound weird, but I like um, I like Joe Rogan's kind of approach where it's very casual and laid back and more like a conversation. And I would take that approach with interviewing people that have ADHD. You know, I want to learn about them. I want to learn about what they've struggled with, what they're working on, what's kind of ticketing their brain. 
and uh, there's really not anything like that out there. Uh, there's there's a couple of podcasts on ADHD, but they're kind of more formalized. I'm a very relaxed and formal person, so I kind of want to take that approach with interviewing people where it's laid back, it's loose, um, it's you know honest also. Okay, uh, very cool. So um, you mentioned you have other plans for uh, Trash Panda. Can you go in into detail about any of them? Yes, so right now um, I have a business called Rovigi Solutions, which I originally launched as a Salesforce consultancy. And I'm working on using that branding again, potentially for a productized service where we're writing um, standard operating procedures or SOPs for remote SaaS companies. Uh, that's one of my projects. Uh, I'm also looking at opening another business called Trash Panda Partners. That's kind of the investing arm of what I do, um, doing stock investing, real estate investing. Uh, also kind of, uh, there's a crazy project I have. <laughs> there's two. One is I would love to run a farm, a sustainable farm of my own. And I would also like to buy a old um, 747 and convert it to classrooms and fly makers, entrepreneurs, kind of, you know, people that can teach uh, kids and adults in second and third world countries uh, essential skills for, you know, the future economy. Very cool. Um, so I wanted to talk about Salesforce a bit. Um, how exactly do you, or what do you do for uh, your Salesforce consulting? Can you go into detail about that? Absolutely. So uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Sales, Salesforce is, uh, I believe, the largest uh, CRM, customer relationship management platform in the world. Um, very well known. It's an awesome product. And what I do, I'm a solutions architect. So I work with clients on a daily basis to uh, either implement Salesforce uh, if they just bought it, either migrating them from an old database or just a new one, kind of rolling them out, setting them up with best practices. Or what I do is I consult with people that already have Salesforce and I kind of act as their administrator. So I'm kind of in there directing strategy a little bit, kind of working with somebody that helps me on that and also um, working with other consultants to add things in their system, clean up their system, train them on it. So it's a great job. It falls into the category of sales operations, which is the function in a company where you're kind of managing the CRM, whether it's Dynamics, Salesforce, HubSpot, etc. Um, you're working with sales teams that get deals through the system, kind of make sure data is tracked in there properly, reporting needs are met for the, the wider business. Um, also a lot of training. That's my favorite part, honestly, is I love training people. I love talking with people, kind of training them, kind of running them through a scenario. That's what you know I like to do on a daily basis. So how do you train someone then? Like, do you just walk them through or do you uh, do like a course or something like that? I've thought about actually making a sales operations course. Um, and I kind of tip with that for now. I like to take the approach of it's kind of hands on. Um, I firmly believe that when you train your sales users and you empower them, and you give them at least a little bit of trust to do right, 
you don't need to build a system that is so complex that it like forces them to fill in certain fields or like has a ton of fields and a lot of steps and stuff and that's in the actual system and the process so i like to take that hands-on approach of just being a teacher being a mentor um being that approachable person in sales operations that is more than happy to like help a sales rep out kind of reaffirm expectations and things like that uh, for, so for me it's, it's a two-way street i don't know how to sell I really, honestly, it's not one of my skills. I hate it, even though it's a lot of relationship building. But I'm great at like showing people how to use the system, getting their feedback, and also kind of, you know, guiding them through things to make sure they're following expectations. Very cool. All right. Um, final question. So Ross, you and I um, met on MakerLog, which is a very small community of people building products. Uh, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Do you see the internet as getting smaller or bigger? Like in terms of uh, websites or people going to smaller websites versus big ones? I had this philosophy and it kind of ties into my startup philosophy. Um, I believe that everything is getting smaller. I really think that the approach with bootstrapping and making is going to take off, especially with these kind of, um, you know, this downturn that's happening right now. So I believe that we're going to see a lot of startups and kind of more the internet shrinking in a way and becoming a little bit more personal. Uh, we've given up a lot of freedom with the internet in terms of our data to large companies, um, in terms of like, you know what we use on a daily basis and i really believe that we're going to see everything get smaller where a lot of these indie makers uh, or entrepreneurs are going to have products that are built from the ground up with less vc money less debt less overhead they're lean startups um and i feel like it's going to be like base camps of the world because that's how base camp started they were they were very lean they were kind of a bootstrappy startup um, and that's that's how I feel about the future is like this downturn is the start of that new future because we're getting away from the old VCs with their burn rates and everything like that and kind of like a lot of overhead and a lot of people. We want to be lean. We want to be agile. We also just want to be more personable. So Very cool. Uh, that's great. Um, where can people find you online? So... Uh, my Twitter handle is Mr. Trash 757 uh, or you can find me at trashpandathoughts.substack.com. All right. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I, I enjoyed being on here. All right. Great. Um, if you would like to be um, a guest on the podcast or host your own podcast episode, uh, come join the Open Podcast Telegram chat and uh, find me on Telegram and uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.